0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Hobby Happy Hour with me, Bob.
1: And my good self, John. Uh,
0: in today's episode, we're joined by, uh, I'd like to say, a very special guest. I think very special guest is, a, is an appropriate term. Um, we are joined today by the one and only, the man, the myth, the legend, uh, Sir Duncan Rhodes. Let's say hello, Goodness Duncan. Good
2: as me. Good as me. You're far too kind. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, i'm gonna disappoint everybody now <laughs> <laughs> you're in the right place
0: yeah yeah that's fair um thank you for having
2: me hello everybody no oh, it's wow. it's an
0: absolute pleasure to have you on the show i think um we'd really like to sort of i don't know get to know you so our listeners can get to know you um we'll talk a little bit about your yeah this little cheeky project that you're running at the moment i believe um which i'm sure people have heard of but heck why the heck not um yeah. So, talk to me. Talk to me about you. Duncan's about Painting me. Academy. That's oh. what I want to hear about. That's what I want to hear about. Oh, well,
2: yes. Um, yeah, somehow I have a very strange career uh, profession. I, I show people like to paint toys. Um, <laughs> through a strange, twisting um, path. But uh, but yeah, that's that's uh, what I do these days. So a few years ago, I left Games Workshop, which is uh, really I got into doing this sort of thing. Um, with my friend Roger, who in all the years at Games Workshop was behind the camera and was mm-hmm. the guy editing all the videos and um, trained me in the first place. The whole thing was his brainchild, really. Um, and Roger always had a dream of having his own business, something he's always wanted to do. And we realized that um, we had the opportunity because we um, Games Workshop shares have been going up, meaning that uh, because we're both running in this share save scheme that they have. So, all right, yeah, yeah, put in part of your wages, yeah. Then uh, we were able to buy um, shares at the value they were three years before, and then we could sell them at the value they were (laughs) then. Meaning Games Workshop's shares had like gone up a lot over the course of those few years. So um, we had the capital to do it, um, but if we just bought and sold them immediately, which is what we did. so we could afford to buy cameras um, incorporate ourselves and all this sort of stuff um and uh yeah we also had the um uh, the the reputation um uh, mm. of teaching these things and so we thought all right well you know we know what we're doing and um, we could uh, just go off and start teaching in the ways that we would really like to you know without any sort of um uh, any rules or red tape or anything like that <laughs> yeah
0: um
2: and uh, we could also cover anything like any war game any hobby yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, thing um use any materials so yeah we thought we'd give it a go and the main convincing argument for it was um we thought if we didn't try it we'd always would have been wondering if it could have worked or not mm. um even though it was really scary because we were essentially ending our careers at games and, work. <laughs> 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 um, and it was like oh boy there's probably no going back now but, yeah, it's, it is a thing of sometimes you've got to try something and it might work, it might not, but you've got to find out because you don't want to be stuck there with regrets of always wondering what could have been. Oh, that's
0: a, that's a real beautiful message, actually. I think that um, kind of ties yeah. in quite nicely with what, what we're about, actually. Would you not agree, Jono? Yeah, yeah, I
1: agree. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. Taking risks yeah. and hope they pay off.
0: <laughs> oh. Yeah, well, a lot of life
2: is risk, isn't it? Yeah, if for sure. Risk and reward, A try. It, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah it it's Was it- definitely something that um, I'm glad we did mm. um, it's been quite an experience um it's um it's different too so rather than working for a business there are, are stre- you know um stressors and complications and things like that when you're working for yourself there are still these things but they're different um, yeah. because there's no longer a safety blanket that you're always get your wage at the end of the month. Mm. You know, as we started yeah. doing it, Yeah, we were like, right, we've got literally no idea how many people will sign up for this thing. We think it's feasible, but we need X number of people to be able to survive. <laughs> so we've got to go for that. Now, thankfully, we hit that target, so everything was okay. Yeah. Um, but it was definitely a bit um, hair-raising, <laughs> especially on launch day when we launched the website and we were like, oh, please, please sign up, please. <laughs>
1: So but, was was it a hard decision to make to leave GW, or would, were you sort of like you think you like done your course there? And...
2: Oh, no, it was a very difficult decision. Games Workshop is a it's a really nice place to work in that you are working on a thing that you're passionate about, mm, and you're surrounded yeah, by yeah. people who are also passionate about it. Now, it, it is still like working a job, so you have good days and bad days. You know, there's yeah. people you get on with, people you don't. Um, but it was uh, it was. Um, you still are like, right, well, we want to do our best with this thing because it's special and important to people. And so you want to do your best for it. And that's throughout the whole business, you know. Um, and it's, it's always quite sad when you see people complaining about um, like rules and things. And rightfully in that, you know, if you want, um, I mean, I suppose things come to the top of the head. I'm sorry, I'm not playing with or against them. But the
0: vote, had I understand, were a bit overpowered when they oh. first came out. <laughs> I think was um, um, there was that, some scuffles, I think. <laughs>
2: I bet. Now, that, I am certain, is not a case of someone going, I'm going to ruin the game for everybody. That would be someone who's trying really hard, like, I want to make this as cool as possible, and I'm sure they would have been devastated seeing that reaction when it came out. So, um, yeah, it's lovely in that way. Um, I I, I met so many great people, so many um, wonderful stories and interactions and things like that, and so when you decide to leave, um, you really are putting that sort of thing behind you, because it's no longer a case of Right, I'm going to go down to this department to chat to these people about what they're doing and being excited about it. And you'd know, you, you lose that sort of thing. Um, and of course, you make lots of friends there because I was there for 10 years and Roger was there yeah. for 18. Um, oh, so, yeah, so there were a lot of people that we knew. So it's literally a case of all right, all these people who are good friends, I'm now no longer going to see on a daily basis. And then after we left, of course, the pandemic stuff happened. So, that very much was a barrier. So whilst there are a number of people we do meet up with regularly still, you know, just to see how they're doing, have a chat, you know, um, to have dinner together, um, there are lots of people who I've not seen since I left who I really do miss. And I ought to make the effort to meet up with some of them. So,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, you yeah, no, I, I get
0: that. I think we've, we've all sort of been there where we've made that jump. We've left the company and... Yeah, part of that is the people. You know, you you know, yeah. you leave people behind, and I think when you stop working with them, it is it's hard to stay in contact sometimes because you have mm-hmm. that that daily common thing in place. Yeah. you know what I mean, yeah,
2: yeah. Well, it's human, just human interaction, absolutely. It's little things make things special. So, um, uh, so for example, um, lady I worked with Laura, who was one of the video editors, who was for a while on the the painting things, but moved over to the more like the advert things yeah you know, okay the animations and stuff and um both she and i had a shared interest in um particular comedy um so i don't know if you know, i don't know if any of you guys are the listeners are aware of this but it was a tv show called garth Marenghi's dark place yep
0: yeah 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 i'm aware yeah. of it Yeah. which yeah. um
2: so it's a particular type of humor isn't it <laughs> uh, in <laughs> it's that unreal. it's basically it's it's a really badly written tv um where it's like it's like a horror show but the, the geniuses and just how badly it's written, the amount of inconsistencies. It's not just like slapdash just you know doing whatever. Everything is precisely manipulated to be as bad as possible. And I find this hilarious, and so did she. And so we quote the show to each other. And um anyway, it just came to mind because I I've seen that he's written a book. Which no <laughs> doubt it's gonna be hilarious. It's like you know, a compilation of his horror stories, which are all gonna be stupid and awful and stuff. They <laughs> were really badly put together. Um, but I just saw it and it just immediately made me think of the sort of things like um there's like a little hand mode as a motion of part way they do a, a riff on you know uh talking about cards and the deck you don't know what card you're going to get and sometimes they're jokers and all this sort of stuff and it cuts this really badly animated thing of a card deck opening and anyway we do this hand motion to simulated towards each other and sometimes just across the office one of us a whole hands up and just do it <laughs> and the other one start laughing so it, it's things like that you know i yeah, really yeah. miss that sort of thing so that's the the worst Aside from the oh my god, am I throwing my career? Am I going, I'm not going to be able to feed myself and afford my home and everything? Um, yeah. there's also all those things which you know definitely are not going to be there in daily life anymore, so yeah, I yeah, do miss that sort of thing,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 I can imagine, but I'm I'm assuming anyway, I hope so. Um, it's been a rip roaring success so far,
2: yeah, <laughs> thank god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh boy, yeah, and um, so it's the uh, oh, the gratefulness to all the people who've supported us, mm. um, and uh, believed in us, and you know, like, uh, basically willing to pay us money to to do what we do. Um, all these people are incredible in the way they interact with us. We've had so many lovely stories of um, people messaging us, and it's, it's always a wondrous thing when someone sends yeah. a photo of the model they've painted. Oh, yeah, and it looks identical to what we've just done in the video, and it's very yeah. really high quality, and they're so proud yeah. of it. They're like, I never yeah. thought I could do that. It's like, oh, that's great, that's, that's what we want to do. Um, and uh, so seeing those sorts of things happen and it build over time has been wonderful. And also our new dynamic. So Roger and I are both joint directors of the business mm-hmm. and we shared up the, the jobs between the two of us. Um, and very quickly, one of mine was correspondence and very quickly this was overwhelming me. Uh, <laughs> so we uh, we employed uh, Benice, who's our yes, admin yeah, lady. Yep. She now handles all this stuff for us. And uh, then Roger got a dog, Gizmo, so he's our fourth staff member,
1: and uh,
2: so it's it's like just like a really nice dynamic that we all have together, um, and it's really cool. It's like every now and then it's like, oh, do you know what? We've worked really hard this week. Um, we're going to treat ourselves and we we'll go out to lunch. Let's do it. Come on, we can do this. And it's no longer a case of like you have to ask everybody. We just didn't uh, you know, ask the boss or anything. We're just like, have we got time for this? <laughs> yeah, we do. Do you know why? Because we decide that we do. Let's do it. <laughs> so you know, off we go, and it's uh, and it's really nice. Um, we did have one. Actually, we went to this uh, this restaurant for lunch. Um, this would, I think, I think it was early this year. And uh, we got recognized by some people there. Really? And I was like, yeah. yes, hello. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we were leaving.
2: Yeah. That was really funny. Um, That's yeah, when so... you, know, you made it. <laughs> yes. And it's great to be able to um, chart our own course of all these different models that we can do. Because um, I've got quite a varied interest in all sorts of different things in model making and hobby and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's really cool to be able to go, um, this this thing is great, I really like it, um, it's worth your time. And we can do that with a painting video. Um, so um, uh, we could just take a, any, any image you like. So for example, I really like it. There's a company called Modiphius mm-hmm. who do very narrative-driven games. And they're two... Uh, probably most well known properties they've got is they do a format miniatures game and an elder scrolls miniatures game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And these are both of them are very role play driven. They're not actually role play games, but they're very much um, you know, you do things in character to get the best out of it. And um I really like them. And the people with Romberdifius are lovely. They're really nice. They're very helpful to us. Um and then and when we started, they were very um basically we told them what our business plan was and they were mm-hmm. really like, that sounds great. Do you want anything? We were like mm-hmm. <laughs> we could we have one of the new Elder scrolls boxes please sure and then they'll just send us everything um yeah and uh-huh. so it's like oh brilliant so it means that what we can do is paint it as a painting video and go this is really cool and then people will be exposed to it who wouldn't have seen it otherwise yeah yeah um, hmm. and it, i i like helping broaden you know um, these things and so more we'll see it more people um spot stuff that's because you find the wargaming in general mm-hmm. almost everybody plays warhammer in some degree or another that's like the big you know imagine it like yeah. those big circle charts. That i can't think of <laughs> um, but everyone's got their own interests surrounding that and there's something that everyone's catered for something with something
1: yeah
2: um, and so it's nice to be able to go yeah well, there's that that, that that and then people try out these little things too
0: yeah 110 i know well when it actually comes to playing warhammer me and jono are not <laughs> Not the guys, that's not what we're about, that's not our uh particular tipple. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: no, no, I, I, I did play, it was just a very, very, very long time.
0: Probably yeah. best we don't put a number to it, yeah, we
1: don't, we don't, yeah,
0: because <laughs> Do it'll like age so- date me.
2: <laughs> so what? Uh, what games are do you play now, or is it is is it simply the painting for you guys, in the hobby?
0: We are purely about the hobby. Um, mm-hmm. I have it on my personal to do list to learn Kill Team, um, mm. just as a as a vain excuse to put my feathery nids up on the table, um, <laughs> and that is yeah, that's that's it, it's on the to do list, but um, I'm not well in any rush if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. um <laughs> No, hundred percent. We're like, we paint and we model, and we like to talk about the painting and the modeling side of things. I think um, mm-hmm. very much, kind of like what you've you've sort of brushed on a little bit yourself. We really want to sort of push the idea that, you know, try something different. Um, we're big fans of forty k. Forty k is sort of like the universe in which we like to work within. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, maybe we'll like push the boundaries a little bit. Maybe do something a little bit different. Um, mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. that's um, yeah stuff that's maybe maybe not the same as everybody else
1: <laughs> yeah he's, he's, he's only saying that now Like i've been pushing for that as soon as i mentioned like marvel, <laughs> <laughs> marvel crisis protocol he's like oh sh- we don't talk about that." <laughs> <laughs> this is a warhammer no, no. podcast damn it.
2: <laughs> oh there's uh there, um, i think uh well i'm not sure the listeners are yeah the warhammer would be their favorite thing um uh, but they'll all be aware there's other stuff out there too, and there's there's lots of great stuff. So um, I definitely encourage people to look around, and you can also expose you to uh, new methods and techniques and things that you wouldn't have otherwise got. In fact, there's a lot. I think we often get asked about is burnout. You know, someone who's been uh, they, they've Ooh, suddenly yeah. lost that motivation to paint things. Oh yeah, and sure. a really good yeah, a really good thing to do is just to do yeah. something that's completely different <laughs> they've never looked at before, and that can yeah. definitely reinvigorate your interest in things.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like, I I suffered it this year. I just put down the brush for like a good six months and just didn't touch it or anything. And mm-hmm. it was it was actually buying a box of Marvel Crisis, crisis Protocol that you know mm-hmm. reinvigorated it for me. Um, like we we are like aimed at forty k, but I, I just like looking at like I don't care if it's like <laughs> what what brand it's mm-hmm. from. Like you know, I like creature caster stuff, even though it's rather expensive for an Australian but <laughs> yeah I bet you know. I bet yeah <clears throat> everything's expensive for Australia
2: <laughs> yeah well yeah yeah I um so I went on holiday to Australia uh Ooh. in 20 was it 2017 I think oh. and um I visited this hobby shop um in a place I can't remember the name of it but so uh, I was staying with my parents in Sydney and um, I took the train from um oh, is it Circular Quay yeah you're right. Yeah, we took that and um, went out a bunch of stops and there was a hobby shop. And um, the guy in there asked me, you know, why is it so expensive in Australia? And I was like, everything's really expensive in Australia, trust me. <laughs> 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 like This bottle of Coke I have in my hand is twice what it cost me in the UK. <laughs> um, so relative, it all kind of worked out. Um, but yeah, I didn't buy any Warhammer there because, well, I suppose at the time I would have had more staff discount on it. But also it would have been
1: way more expensive for me compared to the UK price. Did,
2: um,
1: did the guy recognize you? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, the spoils of fame and fortune. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: man, it's a very strange experience when it happens. Um, I don't think I'll ever get used to it, but I also don't want to get used to it because you know I don't. Yeah. I, I really loathe the idea of oh, well, of course you recognise me. You know that's <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm very, I'm very lucky to be in the position I'm in, and um, it's. I'm sure it's through being in the right place at the right time, essentially. Um, I'm sure if I started doing videos in the same way we do now, just from scratch, as if you know no one's aware, um, I think we'd struggle to get anywhere. But you know, it's. Um, well, I'm sure there are lots of small channels out there who are really good who the algorithm mm. just doesn't show to people. So I feel very blessed, and I never want to take um, it for granted or anything. Um,
1: yeah, but
2: it's always really nice when someone does like come up and say hello. Um, I have heard people who spotted me but didn't want to say anything because they thought, "I oh, was having a day off. I won't say anything." Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyone, anyone's welcome to come and talk to me anytime. You know, it's um, these oh, people oh. allow my ridiculous career to exist. So
1: <laughs> <laughs> that, that's it. You've got to be grateful, like you know, pay your respects yeah. back as well. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. cool. So, so you you're with GW for ten years, I think you said.
2: Mm-hmm. yes I had a retail right. stint before that but I left for over a year yeah. and I came back and I was in the studio for 10 years yeah
1: yeah and then you've you've made the big call you've gone out on your own with uh Roger mm-hmm. is it yeah, yeah that's right and you you started the the YouTube channel two years mm-hmm. ago I think it was
2: it was um nearly three wow goodness that's gone quick wow. yeah yeah
1: <laughs> God damn. and then you've also just Released your own paint range.
2: Yes, this is a new dimension of strange reality that life has yeah. taken on. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so what happened with that was um, Roger and I always thought uh, it'd be great one day to have our own little selection of hobby things, like some brushes or something like that. <sighs> and one, you know, once um, and this was during all the the COVID stuff. So we're like, well, you, you, we just can't really do that sort of thing right now. And we hope that we can get uh, once everything's settled and we basically know what normality is again, um, we can then start looking at things like that and then out the blue one day we got a message from a gentleman called Bob Watts now Bob had previously been the CEO of privateer press and he wanted to do his own thing and he just set up his own company and he wanted to license us for hobby materials um and to make paints and things and we were like good Lord it was like a, a full documents turned up you know or set for Roger or set for me it was like uh, a bit like Dragon's Den you know with yeah, pitch. yeah yeah. yeah, yeah and all projected stuff and everything like that. And we were like, uh, all right, I suppose we ought to have a meeting about this. And um, so we had a good chat with him and things. Now, Bob's got a fascinating career history. Um, whilst people might not be aware of his name in particular, they certainly will have encountered things that he has done. Um, so he's um, been involved in running Games Workshop North America, he's done all sorts of other little businesses and things. And so he, he's there. he and his team are very much in the DNA of the wargaming industry. Um, so he knows what he's doing. And um, so he had all this plan and everything. Um, so we said, that sounds really cool. Um, but could we choose the colours? And um he just about bit her hand off, like, sure. Um, because I think <laughs> we got more involved in the generation, the, the, the creation of the product than um anyone really expected, and I think mm-hmm. we expected really. Um, so we were going to, you know, to approve everything. Um, and we really got into it. We worked all this like system out and everything like that um and it was just like a really strange thing of this is just suddenly happening but it just hit with the sudden impact of a train right just all of a sudden yeah paints now um this, how how many do you want uh well we need at least 45 or no, 48 but yeah, yeah is that okay do you want any more 60 uh, okay
1: <laughs> all right then <laughs>
2: and it just went from there and it, it was a remarkable experience of, mm. of all this coming together and getting everything approved and signing it all off and things um and it was really cool because um what we were able to do was address things that uh, we found frustrating about paints in general okay um because i'm sure as anyone's known when they start using different brands they all have a different feel to them right and yep. within that brand Paints are different as well, so you'll have like particular um, ones out of Citadel that you really like, and ones that you don't. For example, yep. and so what I was able to do—it's it, like a feel thing that you get over time. So I was able to go, so I'd like paint to do this, uh, like act in this way, like be basically be really smooth, but to go where you want it, to run easily. You know, like how uh, the contrast paints flow into corners and things like that. You know, like yep. move in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what we got presented well, was a number of bases for paints. And it's like, right, which do you like? So I was just trying them. And I'm like, oh, this one, this one, can we do this? Can we change this? Can we have this and stuff? And these chemists were able to make these things happen. And yeah, the result was this really high quality set of paints. And then so signed off. All right, colors approved, formulas approved. Um Names approved. Yeah, Roger and I got to name all the paints. (laughs) We did it while we were driving in the car one day. (laughs) Well, that's really that's uh, funny. And and yeah, yeah, it it all got passed over transatlantis who then took it and basically ran the Kickstarter. So we provide them with a few assets of things, like a little video explaining what it is and stuff and what we've done, and they handled all of it. And it happened, and suddenly they're making these paints in vast quantities, and um, then recently I walk into a model shop and they're there on the shelf. Hey. <laughs>
1: like, like, oh my goodness, it's my name.
2: Yeah. <laughs> what was I doing there?
0: That's crazy. Um, that's... Yeah. Was yeah, it yeah, like yeah.
1: a full surreal moment for you that like yeah. you have your own paint brand? Right?
2: Yeah, yeah. But man, again, it's one of those things that I feel so lucky about. Like, being able to do that as an experience, it's crazy. Uh, crazy to have a set of products. <laughs> and yeah. to be to be proud of them and to go, yeah, these are really good. These are these are worth it. These are worthy time. Um, we've done our best with them. We really hope you like them.
0: Yeah, hundred um, percent. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think people talk about the like paint feel. Do you know what mm. I mean? Like, it, it doesn't really get talked about a lot. You don't really discuss it. Mm. I think mm. in a lot of circles. Um, but yeah, I know there's definitely certain paints that I sort of move towards because it just it just when you put them on the model, it feels mm. better. Yes. Um, 100%. Yeah,
2: it's a difficult thing, isn't it? It's intangible to, to understand. When it, we were doing yeah, it's really hard to explain to it to
0: vocalise it. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So yeah, when yeah. we were doing the
2: initial video to um, for the Kickstarter to explain what we'd made and, yeah, we've got these triads and we've covered these things mm. and it's like washers and whatever, um, people would say, why should I buy a new range of paints or why should I get these new sets of colours? And it's like, well, it's because the quality of the paint is really good. Like, yeah. Okay, yeah, but people just think of a paint as a colour and it's like no, there's more to it than yeah. that. Yeah. And, yeah. And um I was having to say to people, um, you'll understand what I mean when you try it. And then what was incredible was seeing people online saying, Um, Duncan taught me to paint. So I trust what he says. Like mind blowing, <laughs> like what is yeah, going on? But, you know, like <laughs> this is what I mean about being so grateful to all the people who followed and supported us. So many people backed yeah. the Kickstarter on account where they trusted me. And um, oh, with all the delays, that was like a nightmare, but you know, <laughs> now people have been getting them. Yeah, yeah. What's been also really cool is we've been getting emails from people saying, "I tried them, and now I understand what you mean." And um, these are really high quality. It's like, oh, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> 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 what a really, yeah, 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 uh, for sure. And they're
0: actually available from um, our good friends over at Element Games as well. Oh, uh, God, indeed, yeah, they are. Yes, yes. yes they indeed,
2: are. they are. So, they are. Um, yeah, so they started rolling out. Um,
0: <laughs> what we were determined to do was to make
2: sure on each area. People would have their back, their Kickstarter back thing Mm -hmm. before they were generally available because they believed in it, and so yeah, they literally put their money down for it. So they need to get it first. So we specifically waited for like the UK. All right, everyone's got their stuff now. Mm -hmm. Okay, give it a week or two. Okay, now retail, and so it's the same in all territories and things. So they're going to be appearing in retail in America soon and elsewhere around the world.
1: Australia like anytime soon
2: <laughs> I think so I think so um we'll, that's a question we'll for Bob, you out, John. that's a question yeah. for Bob but I believe so oh. um yeah, yeah. I, I'm not on the details because it's very complicated with distributors and warehouses and yeah like yeah I, but, I,
1: I, logistics would probably be a nightmare like oof, I do not want to think about that sort of thing
2: well yeah well right now just shipping things around the world is just insane the um, oh yeah the, oh. yeah the, the prices for things, just moving stuff around has just gone crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, And so, I mean, a lot of Kickstarters have been having it that then they get to the part where it's like, right, we're now going to send them out to you. By the way, the postage is five times what we said it was going to be because it is now <laughs> literally five times yeah. what it was yeah. a year before. And what can yeah. you do? Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it is very strange times for this sort of thing. But Bob, luckily, like I was saying earlier, he's got this, um, he's been in the industry a while. He already has a bit of a distribution network thing going on. So that's a that's a massive boom. Yeah, good. Not me, by the way, John.
0: Not me, Bob.
1: Yeah, I know. He, I was like, I was going to say, hang on, he's cut me out of the pie. Here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but when when um uh, Bernice first came through, oh yeah, we had an email from Bob asking about a podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I just seen that Bob what? Oh, he wants me to do one, does he? he, he okay, which one is it? No, the guy running
0: oh. is called Bob, Bob. Oh, oh. Uh, that's how I got in there. That's we're, how we're in. We're,
1: we're in. in. <laughs> yes, that's it. That's a secret. Ah. <laughs>
0: you're not Bob (laughs) who is this guy you tell me all
2: these like ridiculous stories about
1: the history of the war games industry (laughs) Mm. so when when just a quick question like you 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 formulated the paint brand was it always the decision to go with a Kickstarter and not avoid like a to like you know the normal general release or Mm -hmm. how did you go about that
2: So that's what, um, these are all decisions that Bob made with Transatlantis. So Roger and I were very much a case of, um, we don't just want to relabel paint. We don't just want to do something off the shelf and rebrand or anything like that. So everything that we did was literally designed from the ground up. Um, That's good. Which is why, when it leans into that, it's hard to explain to people the paint is really high quality. So, as soon as someone tries it, they'll understand exactly what we mean. But until then, um, you know, yeah, it's a bit difficult yeah. to yeah, describe sure. it.
0: But um, and it's probably because you spent so much time. You know, you invested that time. You spent mm-hmm. like okaying certain decisions and sort of getting involved from the ground mm-hmm. up. And I think that that is how you get a quality product. It's um, yeah, 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 and. For
2: me, a lot of it is just putting in the hours of just painting stuff with them. Yeah. Um, so I've just been trying to more and more for my own hobby paint with them as much as I I can, um, so that uh, I get those hours and the experience that experience with it. Um, so as for the, the Kickstarter thing, that's so uh, like I'd say it's Bob's decision. And as I understand it, there's two main reasons for doing something like Kickstarter. And the first is that uh, well, it does literally raise you the capital to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, or to at least help pay loans and things to get things going. Yeah, so it is important for the finances in that way. The second thing is it creates a marketing buzz um, because it is yep. um, like a big like da You know, back this thing. It's cool. You can get it early. Yeah, check it sense. out. Whereas if it just goes into retail, then it's a case of um, it's a bit more like drip fed of like oh, you could pick it up or you could carry on doing what you're doing.
1: Yeah, um, that makes
2: yeah, sense. So that, yeah, yeah so, it's, so you could do that marketing push um, under your own channels. Um, but you need that impact already Now we've got the advantage of having quite a big presence and things like Instagram and stuff already um, but a Kickstarter causes more word of mouth um, and uh, yeah of course the thing about a Kickstarter is it, it could do worse than you expect or it could do better than you expect which mm. is what ended up happening um, and uh, yeah so we ended up having a whole a lot more pain than we thought we would um,
1: but uh, it, yeah it all, got, it all got sorted in the end um, no, that's yeah. good that's good so, like, uh, like, mm. are you are you not paint brand wise? But what you thought, what you said before, are you are you, Is there any plans that you're going to expand into the the tool market? Maybe like some Dunkin' Road brushes or mm. anything. Well, oh. everything's
2: everything's potentially on the table. Um, yeah, all these things are stuff that you know is is certainly talked about. So I don't know how much I'm allowed to, to say. <laughs> Ooh, um, so there's stuff
1: in the works. I I can confirm
2: that there is more paints on the way.
1: Ooh, um, really?
2: more colours, yes. Um, to really round things out. Um, and they nice. all are continuing to be the same high quality formulation as to what we've got from all the ones that are out right now. Um, So there's, uh, I think the, the original set of colors were all picked because they're ones that we really frequently use and are strategically designed to allow you to do as much as possible with as little as possible. So, you know, multitasking mm-hmm. colors and things. The next wave allows us to do things that are like slightly more interesting things, like starting to bring in more magical colors, for example, or mm-hmm. brighter colors, um, more washers, more metallics, like interesting things. So if you wanted to paint um guard, for example, it's going to start introducing more military greens as well. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of things So it suddenly becomes a much more comprehensive thing. So that's been the main um, job on top of my regular job uh <laughs> um but uh yes uh, there's um there's a lot of potential um so it's all really <laughs> controlled as to how much um we have time to do uh yeah. i think is the great, yeah, uh, yeah, great yeah. bottleneck for all of it but, yeah, i think you'll
0: that's see more stuff that... oh sorry go on go on yeah
2: you'll definitely see oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, you'll definitely see more stuff um and all of it is again to be personally approved by roger and myself so all of it is to continue being high quality. Um, so it's uh, as good as it can be basically
0: good good 100 i think that's something you don't always take into consideration i think is like the just the time it takes to sort of create these things and i think it, yeah it takes time in order to to build up something good a good quality product mm. which yeah, again yeah, it is it available from element games if you follow the link tree <laughs> follow the link tree element games duncan roads paints Two thin
2: coats (laughs) my name's Duncan Rhodes and Element Games is my favourite
0: store on the Citadel (laughs) (laughs) mine too
1: (laughs) oh my god he's gonna sound clip the crap out of that's right Mass Effect reference yeah (laughs) <laughs> Element
0: Games. Uh, don't sing, don't sing. <laughs> okay, no sing. I promised I wouldn't yeah. sing. Okay. Yeah, fine. we actually
2: we actually do get a lot of our stuff from Element Games. Um, they're really good. They're very they're very quick on posting things. They, they genuinely actually... are. There's a
0: reason we mm-hmm. sort of like um we we started a little relationship with them, and they are genuinely very good. Plus, there's a yeah. store near me, and the guys are really. Cool, so
2: oh nice and convenient and yeah, yes yeah. get your order
1: in before 3 p.m and get it the next day <laughs> well like it, 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 that doesn't work for me but I actually oh, a lot of my yeah. stuff from element games even though I live in Australia like yeah suppose it takes a
2: few a few <laughs> years longer to get all the way to yeah game.
1: yeah and then they, when it gets here they have to put it on the kangaroo's bath and you have
2: to <laughs> kangaroo. <laughs> oh man yeah. i i really like <laughs> australia i i was we saying as well coming yes. up <laughs> two of you uk and australia these like one foot in each of my places where i'd live because when i was little i used to live in australia
0: oh that's oh, really cool. cool
2: yeah 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 really? for um for, i think it was four years worth so Ooh. my dad um worked on the railway and they had an exchange program where he got to go to australia for two years to basically see how they do things. Then he came back for a bit. Then went back for two years and came back. Oh, yeah. And um, so we all went with him. So um, I was really young at this point. I was like less than a year old. First time mm-hmm. we went over. Imagine that flight. Less than a year old, screaming oh. all the way.
1: Oof. But
2: um, but it meant Doing that the uh, guy sitting
1: behind that.
2: Yeah. So um, <laughs> it's uh, it, it, so I learned to speak in Australia. So I still to this day will say Z instead of Z. You know, just little things like that. Apparently, when I shout, I turn Australian, according to some people. Yes. I don't know if this is true or not. Yes. I, I don't shout very often. Apparently.
1: I have a real oh.
2: fondness for Australia. I really do.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I do, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm neutral. i Um. So, like... We, we, the I'm really fascinated to hear about the paint range because, like, you, I legit like no disrespect, but like, when I first heard the Kickstarter, I was just like, oh, here we go, just slapping a name on a paint bottle, like, because it's a name. But then I saw reviews of it, and people were like, no, dude, like, this is like, this is quality and stuff. And I'm like, yeah. oh, that's cool, like, you know, because like, I've always followed you, like, your Citadel videos when you're working at GW then when you went solo like like when 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 a Duncan Rhodes video like notification pops up I'm like oh cool uh, I'll watch it like I love them uh, Bob will tell you like I'm a bit of a YouTube nut. I love just studying what people <laughs> he study certainly
0: them. is yeah
1: um no so like that's really cool that like you had like a major hand in the like is it the chemistry of the paint or like you know yeah picking what... yeah That's so nice. they had a
2: process of um so it's the base of the paint was the um is one of the key things and what they did was present me with um uh, a number of them like just labelled A, a b c d and so on hmm. and there was white and black and um i was just uh, just essentially giving them for a few weeks just to paint them and obviously you can't paint very much with just white and black um, and yeah. literally pure white pitch black uh, but it was more to get to feel how that thing behaves, so just like painting yeah, yeah, with yeah. this with A and then another one with yeah, B and sense. so on like that, until I, I well, I, I like this one. And they're like, okay. Um, so this then leads into extra things when it comes to the chemical nature of the paint. Because I, I never thought about it. And when you discover about this sort of thing, it certainly stops you licking your brushes. But they, um, they have to keep on putting further ingredients into the paint to counteract side effects from the previous ingredient. Um, so that's why you end up with these really complicated formulas of things. Yeah. Um, but what we didn't know until uh, the, close to the end is that um, there's a, a a leveling agent put in paint to make things go smooth. Mm-hmm. Um, and ours has substantially more of that than, than I understand it, anybody else, which is what really gives you that feel. Um, it's also expensive, it's that stuff, which is what they <laughs> do. Um, but this is something that I just didn't really know about until yeah very far into the process because I'd simply gone, that's my favorite. That's the best one. And you can see it because it has the influence <laughs> on the other paints. And then as we were using them, so we had these colors, we would, we'd go to the factory and we'd, we'd spend a day there um, going through some of the paints. And it, it would take multiple trips to do it. Um, but it would be like, okay, so we've got this green. Um, can you make this cover better? And um, could you change the tone a little bit like this? And the chemist would go, sure, off you go. He'd come back with a slightly different mix of it, and then you try using that. So it was literally every, one color at a time doing fine tuning like that to get it to how it is. Um, so this results in paints that color very well. So uh, if anyone's not tried any of them, I'd recommend you take a look at Skulker Yellow, which is a nice, vibrant sort of sunburst yellow.
1: Um,
2: yellow. I'd also recommend Emerald Green, which is Emerald Green. Um, there's uh now it's a near black, it's Death Reaper, it's a slightly off black. Again, I recommend trying that. Um, and um also Dragon Fang, which is like a sort of um uh bone kind of yellowy. Yeah, color. yeah, yeah. Um and just have a go at painting them over something and you'll understand what I mean about the coverage and smoothness. It's um it's basically really good for both of them. Um so yeah, it, it, this was um what start coming out of this process? And then, as we would use each paint to be like, all oh, right, okay, so could you adjust that? Could you do this? Could you, what about this? And it's, um, I'd keep being told, what's your perfect selection of colors, Duncan? And I'd be like, I really like these ones, but other people need these. Like, Roger just wants oranges. Roger loves orange. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I'm like, but nothing's orange. Yeah, we gotta have orange. Yeah, I suppose so. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, it was really cool. And then the metallics too. What was really fun about those was that the um so the dude who was working with a Sonic the chemist, he was like, oh, I've got this great idea for um for metallic paints. Can I try it? And we're like, mm, sure. And he comes back with this um these samples and we're like, these are incredible. What have you done? And then his answer is something that like the individual words I understand, but in the yeah, combination yeah, yeah. he used them, I don't. And um, but I don't know, it just works. <laughs> it's just, just gives a really beautiful metallic finish to all the colours he did.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was
2: amazing. It's, it, yeah, it's really interesting listening to these guys talking about it. Yeah, I can imagine. Because, can imagine. yeah, they, they understand it in such detail. Um, and it, it's just, it's just amazing. So in so in the second range, right, so here's a bit of inside information, right? We wanted um, a set of really bright highlights that go beyond the triad that we've got in the initial one yeah. so for the primary and secondary colors right so really bright green bright red whatever and when it came to the red the thing about highlighting red as you guys probably know is that mm-hmm. you tend to go towards pink or orange Yep. right and we're like yeah but can you make a brighter red and he's like well no no, 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 no no what about this and it's like oh it's a bit too salmony now or it's going a bit too yeah. yellow or, no, 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 no. can you just do like do like a really bright red and he's like bear with me he goes and he comes back with this red that's so red it like hurts to look at it it's like um, it, it's just it's just so red and it's amazing yeah. um, and we're like, oh brilliant okay we'll go with that one then because you can just paint something sanguine scarlet and then use this bright red highlight on it and suddenly it's like red you know shining yeah red. yeah yeah so i'm really excited to see what people think of that one no i'm excited <laughs> to see that to be
0: honest i know that's a it, it's been a personal struggle of mine recently with um the <laughs> highlighting of red it's because um, sometimes that highlight in orange that's not really what you want I don't want it like I don't want to highlight yes. orange I don't want to highlight pink yeah. you right, I want it red I want it redder want it than it red, currently red. is but i don't want the base exactly. to be less red than what it is yeah this red like a Ferrari. yeah exactly this needs to be i want red yeah yeah um, so
2: that was really cool to be able to have stuff like that as
0: well yeah yeah for sure right. Yeah, sure. that's cool super interesting yeah. <laughs> so, like genuinely it is absolutely because you just don't think about this kind of thing um... yeah no nah, yeah <clears throat>
2: yeah man there's a lot that goes into it pe- so like i say you have the you know, so you've got the pigment and you've got the base that's got to float in which are, like resiny some sort of stuff but then mm-hmm. um it's water based which means water's going to go in there but yep. water has surface tension so you've got to break the surface tension so you put a chemical in to do that these chemicals inevitably cause foaming so then you gotta put a defoamer in there. Now this yeah, yeah, again yeah. has further side effects, and one leads to another. So there's all these chemicals in <laughs> the paint just to counteract something else. Um it's really strange. And at the end of it, it might smell really bad. So then you've got to put something in to stop it smelling, but that also <laughs> might have an effect on what it does. So yeah, it's like phenomenally complicated. Yeah, yeah. I can Never thought that. about it before.
0: I can, imagine, but, um, I can imagine. Yeah.
2: But it does explain how um now when I'm looking at all paints, I'm like, oh, okay, so I can source. You've got a very beginner's
0: level yeah, understanding. Yeah. of, oh, All right, I get what's going on with this one. So, all um, well, yeah, we're really trying cool. to say is, don't think that you can just go out there and make your own paints. It ain't. It ain't. that. <laughs> this, this is not. You've got to have the
2: the geniuses to do it. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you've years and years of work and experience and stuff. Yeah, for sure. And then for a, sure, and a guy like Bob who's willing to support it. <laughs> I what, so it, was having well, like, Yeah, I mean, again, not you, no, I, no, Have you ever F- seen F- that episode of Simpsons where um Homer's brother reappears and yes. he has that car thing, and he's like, Homer understands what cars should be. Homer designed a car, and he's like, all you scientists, shut up and do as he says. Part of me in the back of my mind was like, oh god, is it going to be like that?
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I'm ruined.
1: <laughs> yes exactly destroy bob's business weird <laughs> oh that's fantastic oh my god that's great so so, like...
0: so i i have questions i have questions because i'm aware that we only have a finite amount of time with you today mr mm. rhodes um and i've got some 40k based questions sorry oh. johnno Sorry, I oh, know, no, no. no, I know, I, I'm sorry. I, I, was um, getting,
1: I was getting caught up by the paint, you know me. I
0: paint. know, you and paints, <laughs> just can't stop you. Um, 40k, so when it comes to Warhammer, mm-hmm. it was such a big part of your life, such a big part of your career. Mm-hmm. Are you more of a fantasy Age of Sigma or 40k person, would you say?
2: Hmm, that's a very tough choice because mm. um I would say I'm someone who's brought in by law of a believable world, and the army is an expression of that world.
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: certain factions of certain style are what appeal to me the most. Um so, for example, um, uh, so I mean I suppose in general terms I quite like sword and sorcery stuff, but um I find things like the Caratron overlords really appeal to me because okay. I look at those models and I go, I totally understand what all of that is. And I can believe there's a civilization behind them and they're the traders of it. And sometimes they're going to fight, you know, it just clicks. Um, same way for Imperial Knights in 40k. That's why they appeal to me so much because they, they made such an effort with the law behind them. When you read about these worlds, it's like I can totally envision these worlds yep. and what it's like and what the regular people are like and stuff and how they view the, you know, these these nobles and these big machines and things. Um so yeah, so I suppose it's not quite a clear answer to what you're asking me there, but that's that that's kind, the of, thing. kind of thing. Um, uh, yeah. So I think um so to throw a spanner in the works, I would say Horus Heresy. Ah. I <laughs> ah, ah, didn't expect that, did you? Didn't you
0: got me? You got me
2: because <laughs> uh, Horus Heresy has that Mass amount of law because of all those books and things they made. Yeah, for um, sure. <laughs> when you look at the army list, you can see that they've just, just taken all the stuff from those books and just put it in the army list. Um, yeah, yeah no,
0: so. we're big fans of the law. Like the law, <laughs> the story again. I think that's what captured my imagination with 40k, and it's yes. that. Yes, yeah, that's it's... its strongest suit, I think. Lord. I think it's and it's so vast. There's so much you can do with it. There's so many little sort of... I, I mean, I'm i a big lover of the little pockets of lore. You know, those little tiny mm. throwaway lines that mean something mm-hmm. huge. Like, um, like I know I go on about it, Jono, but like the beast tamers of the Drakari, and there's like mm. a little throwaway line saying, sometimes they use space marines. And it's like the, the modeling, yeah. hobbying doors that opens up is absolutely insane. It's like you mm-hmm. can do anything, anything you wish with that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that sort of stuff with the um uh, the, the the homunculi, mm. the
2: covens. They were my favourite thing of the the Dark Elder, um because that's they, just really creepy. The idea <laughs> of these, w- these wire-taut sinews that are operating these big scalpel blades they've got for fingers, like ah, oh, so weird. <laughs> But uh, yeah, the, I, I think the lore is the most fascinating thing. I always found that, um, so in working at Games Workshop, mm-hmm. I would do for my own hobby things that we weren't doing for work. So I would quite rarely follow what the new thing was for my own stuff. Okay. Um, with a few exceptions. Like, I got really excited when they redid the Chaos Space Marines. I've definitely got my eye on the new World Eaters. I really like the Core Berserkers. Oh. Yeah. Yes. I used to have a World Eaters army. Uh, yes. Back, I used, when I, back when I worked in retail. Um <sighs> And uh, it was it was a brutal army, but what I'd use it was for, like, so we had all these kids who'd come through the different, uh, <laughs> different tiers of club, you know, as they learned the game and they got older. And this would be an army I'd get out to play against them to be like, right, so you, what you got to do is think about what you're going to attack and when, because if you get it wrong, this army's going to mess you up as soon as yep. it gets close to you so you know it'd be it not like an exam you know that sounds weird but it would be a, a fun thing of like oh so you want to shoot them do you yeah i know that drive big and scary but remember the world et unit is really close to you so you, you know what you want to do you know it was, it was a really interesting playing with it in that way so uh, i quite like the idea of revisiting painting those models again in a more yeah. modern context um, what so scheme you would, would you really go good? with if you were with
0: oh. the new corn, what would you go with
2: I'd go with a darker red than what they've been presented them as, I think. Okay. A deeper, darker okay. red. But so you'd with go with the
0: red and bronze? You'd go with the hardcore yeah. corn colours? Let's keep it... Yeah,
2: yeah. It feels like there should be some variation on that to me. Um, uh, black and bronze or red and bronze, I think, is what this should be. Or brass, I oh. suppose. as brass, as they say. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they. I think those new models are great. The regular Troopers. Mm-hmm. Disappointed they don't have new Terminators, though. I yes. new Terminators.
1: Oh, the Red Butcher? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Calm yeah. down, John. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm so glad. He went, as soon as you mentioned World Eaters, I'm just like. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, it seems
2: like a, a strange oversight to instead have the, the little box of three elite guys. Yeah,
1: they're uh, exalted, exalted, yeah insulted, eight bound, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um,
2: yeah. They seem like an odd choice compared to having Terminators because if you're having the eight bound it makes you wonder well shouldn't there be
1: eight in the unit mm-hmm.
2: so I don't know mm-hmm.
1: maybe I'm thinking about it too much but <laughs> no 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 this is great like I corn was like like Chaos was my first like 40k army like Black mm-hmm. Legion and I always had a corn detachment back when you know armor value like front mm-hmm. side armor mm-hmm. and all that like going back in the day so mm-hmm. I've, I've I've rattled on about it enough but yeah. um <laughs> <laughs> when when the yeah, shut up, Bob. When the new <laughs> Angron got leaked and the world eaters got announced, I've yeah, I'm so happy. I cannot wait. Yeah, Giddy as they a, a kid really cool.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they, they do look really cool and the old ones have aged quite a bit now, haven't they? But yeah. I like it with all the new uh Chaos Marines, to be yeah. honest, so they came out very shortly before I left games Workshop. And since then I've not really had time to invest in doing a full army of these things, but um I'd love to do Word Bearers again because I did. I've done Word Bearers a few nice. times. Nice, and yeah. I like nice. them because they're the the mirror of the Imperial Creed stuff. So I I really like the mm-hmm. the fanatical stuff like Black Templars. The Word Bearers are the opposite. Yeah, I think that's yeah. really cool because you can make them super evil. You know, everyone's got glowing red eyes. <laughs> cool. yeah, that sort of stuff, um, and all the weird parts that you can put on and stuff.
1: Could we see a Duncan Rhodes paint an army in one weekend video soon?
2: Well, that's something we talked about actually as a as a project thing like how would you coordinate doing something like this so maybe watch this space (laughs) we shall
1: (laughs) (laughs) as always (laughs) um
2: have you guys ever tried playing adeptus titanicus no yep no no so if you're into 40k lore, i mean Mm -hmm. i was facing the heresy and things but in gaming um the the full-on game isn't really your thing you might be interested in titanicus because it's quite a narrative gaming experience it's very much a chilled out game okay Um, you don't need many models i think so my titanicus force is um i have a warlord a and two warhounds okay and that's basically all you need to four models um and each one is like controlling a battleship where you have to um decide how you're going to maneuver it almost a turn before he actually does its thing so there's definitely like thought in that way but there's a lot of narrative aspect to it as to what can happen because the weapons can go hot on your your a titan as you fire them you're basically manage the heat as you're doing it and if you let it go out of control the titan spirit might wake up and take over and no. you don't know what the personality of the titan is until it starts doing something so it might be <laughs> belligerent it's like no not doing it no <laughs> you know, that's just not not really. or it oh, might be cool. like one, one that's really angry, so it just goes Arr! it goes charging off. <laughs> or it might like enjoy um chaos, essentially for lack of a better term. And just fire all the weapons, whether you're going to or not. So all of a sudden the, the reactor goes <laughs> blowing hot and you're like, oh my God, it's gonna blow up. So it it's um it's really good fun. I mean the models are they're yeah. quite a um an experience to paint one, not as difficult as they first appear, really. Yeah, they um, do look a little
0: not fiddly. It, I have got some somewhere, yeah. um, I'm used for some project that's been long since forgotten. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I w-
2: I would recommend. That uh, sounds like the sort of thing that might appeal to you guys more. Um, but I I think Titanicus is his Workshop's best game. I think. Oh really? Um, oh, Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh. I think. Um, I think words. there's a tendency with the other games. I don't know. I think there's a tendency with other the games these days to be very much in the competitive mold. And I, I get the logic that if you make the game perfect for competitive play, then it will drill down to casual games and everything will still be balanced in that. Yeah. Um, but I firstly think that ultimate balance is a lie, and you can't actually get it. Um, no. I think there's too many moving pieces in the game. I like thought the game for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I yeah, I agree. Um, yep. But what tends to actually happen is the competitive thing gets promoted. And so the casual players inevitably start seeing as, well, I probably should play it that way. So it starts to erode the casual style of the game. Now, yep. Titanicus is all very much casual. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why i
1: think i enjoy it more than the
0: other yeah. Time. Yeah. and it's a model line that's mm. often forgotten about as well and i think from a conversion mm. perspective you know if you want to be um quote unquote sort of gw safe um mm. it's quite a nice little one just to dip into if you're sort of thinking oh i want to do this but i i just can't find something that fits what i'm thinking um, yeah. yeah, you can sort of bring well, it into the 40k world or oh, 30k. Yeah.
2: Um, oh, yeah, you could certainly
0: play it in 40k and just have one side be Chaos Titans, and the Imperial. one Imperial. Yeah.
2: But, um, so Wade Price, who used to work with on Warhammer TV, um, I think the last battle report I did on Warhammer Live was a Titanicus one, and I was playing a knight army, <laughs> which was really fun to do. And I painted all my house griffith knights as little ones, and I did all the free blades with the appropriate colours as little versions, that was really fun. Um, but he did, um, he was doing a, I can't think of what the legio's name is but it's one that dedicates itself to corn and um instead of knights he converted little bloodthirsters and
1: uh-huh. so he was running around oh, with new bits of
2: bloodthirsters and it was so cool it was really that's really cool, cool. Yeah. we're all like do you know what let's make up some more rules for these guys because they're awesome <laughs> oh, so cool. there's there's room for that sort of thing um yeah and uh yeah I, I do wonder if anyone's done any like um you know great and clean ones or anything like that in a similar way uh, yeah it's, it's it's really good i like to i don't think
0: Nice. Wonderful. So if you were if you were to pick a faction in forty K that you would say this is the one I maybe love the most, what would that be?
2: So I could say a few different ones for different reasons.
0: I'm happy with that. That's fine. Um I think
2: I could say knights are my favourite for the law. Okay. I don't know if they necessarily fit the gameplay right because they're so dominating. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There have been many a game I've been playing with Knights where I felt bad because I, it gets to a point where you can't really do anything. Um, on, on the other hand, I've lost with them before, so it's not like <laughs> know, completely one sided, but um, they definitely skew the game in a particular way. But I love their background and I love their models and um, all the heraldry, the pageantry, all the colors, all that's amazing stuff. Um, i think going into the 40k more regular armies it's a tie up between i think black templars are really cool okay they're they're about as 40k as you can get with space marines this is true. i think the Death Corps of Krieg are amazing mm-hmm. um yeah. <laughs> i like tower battle suits but i'm not so into their infantry i think the battle suits are
0: cool the battle suits are very cool yeah, a, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah um yeah i like word
2: bearers i think they're they're really fun because they're the opposite of black templars um yeah, it's um. Yeah, I think those are the ones that appeal the most. Now a lot of these armies are armies I have done in the past, but not for quite a while. I mean, I do still have an old resin Krieg army that I've not got out for quite some time. Ooh. Um, but the, the, the new releases come out so thick and fast; it's it's very easy to just like oh that oh oh you know <laughs> yeah, jump yeah, between yeah, all these yeah, different yeah. things. But look, but you know, luckily with um, how we do stuff, because often people want us to paint the new things, so we tend to follow the new releases quite a lot. Um. It means that I get to experience these different things as I as I go along. So I do get to paint at least one of everything,
1: <laughs> I guess.
2: Um yeah. So I think if I, if I was gonna say favorite now and I was gonna do a new army. um, ultramarines. <laughs> oh, ultramarines.
1: I think it'll be Krieg. I think it would be, Krieg. Oh, I think, I think be or
2: Krieg. Yeah. Um they are very cool. Yeah. It'd probably be some sort of guard army because I'd like the thought of Doing some tanks and mm-hmm. um so I've done some World War II stuff recently. So it'd be nice to take some of the things I've learned from that and put them on it and do stuff like um, you know, stowage on them, make them look more lived in. Um yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I can't believe they but... didn't update the Lehman Russ. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Anyone else? Oh yeah, that man, that
2: model's so old and the Chimera. And I realized because they've got all these variations on them, and so it means that yeah. you do one, you gotta do you do them all. Yeah. But Good grief, that Lehman Russ is so old now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, how old is that kit now?
2: Oh, the Lehman Russ. So they updated the frames of it. They, they reduced it down to two frames in, when was it? 2009, 2010. Oh, but before God. that, that model was out when I got into the hobby in 97.
1: Yeah, yeah. I remember, like, the mm. Lehman Russ has always been around. Like, I remember mm. that model. Um Yeah. I think well, they could really the, adjust it and make it look better
2: now they got the Rogue dawn coming out yes mm-hmm. yeah the Rogue dawn <laughs> <laughs> got guns yeah. on every every possible yeah. space you can fit <laughs> a gun all uh, right
1: no <laughs> no there's... guns on tracks guns so, and guns um, and guns.
2: so going back to when i was saying i really like stuff that um evokes the law right so yep. completely different game um Battletech. you guys heard of BattleTech? yeah yeah right, yeah, right yeah, so we'll yeah, so the, for folks not aware of Battletech, basically it's like a sci-fi universe, robots are king of the battlefield, but you have tanks and planes and all that sort of stuff, but most robots are like Imperial Knight in size. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that universe, they have a very strict um, sort of fake feasibility of the thing being real. So it means that a particular mech can only have so much allocation to weapons put on it, because it's also got to have all this other stuff to operate okay. and to not kill the pilot by, you know, melting him by getting to the top. <laughs> so it means that what you get sometimes are mechs that are bad but this is part of the law building of the universe yeah so there's a famous one called the urban mech which looks like a dustbin on legs and it's got a gun on it like it's quite a good gun but it's a pretty naff mech really um a friend of mine described it as the mall cop of the battletech universe <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? so no offense to anybody but it's like you know it's that going up against high-end military equipment like yeah, super yeah, yeah. modern stuff you know and it's like this little thing that's like really outclassed it really is and um it's uh it yeah it, but it's cool because it's there and it means like right i'm going to do this particular faction and you've only got so many resources available to you which means sometimes you have these NAF units but you've got to make the best you can of them and that i think makes it feel more authentic as an experience mm. um so i wish there was a bit more of that in the in 40k stuff so talking about the Rogue Dawn i think it's a really beautiful model there's no denying it's been sculpted really really nicely but like, does it need two battle cannons in the turret? Could it just not have one? Do you know what I mean? <laughs>
0: True, need... but it is very 40k. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's I know, very...
2: <laughs> does it need two multi-melters in the front of the turret, in the front of the hull, as well as a heavy bolter? Could you just have the heavy bolter? Is that all right? <laughs> That's where my mind goes, so... Yeah, oh, I'll, I'll not be grumpy about it. It's all right. <laughs>
1: oh.
0: People fantastic listening and rage I'm aware saying. that we've only got you for so much more time as well <laughs> oh um, yeah
2: yeah i've got to go and do some work
0: yeah no i'm sure i'm sure um so before we let you go if you had to give just one tip to somebody who's relatively new say a, a, a novice in the hobby they're just coming into 40k what would be your tip what would be the one key thing that you'd advise him okay um i suppose it should be painting related um
2: I would say um, don't be intimidated by other people around you, how they paint things. Um, It's very easy to be put off uh, by looking at all these amazing armies and go, I could never do that. Um, The fact is you can, and it's just remastering a certain set of skills, you might say, (laughs) Um, certain particular things, which um, I'll tell you what, my wife has started painting recently. She's never done it before, Um, but she started doing it. And I was like watching her and I was like, no, you've got too much paint in your brush. You thin down a little bit. Less paint, less paint, less paint, less paint, less paint. Okay, go. And there you go, first time. Oh <laughs> no, I'm out of a job. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's um, it is like I say, a certain set of skills, um, which is that, you know, obviously thinning your paint down and stuff, but it's about making basically making sure that you're not putting on too much at once so that you keep it under control, which means you can get the accuracy of the detail that you want. And once you've got the hang of that, you'll find painting miniatures is a lot more easy than you might think. Um so yeah so don't be intimidated don't be put off it's a skill that anybody can learn absolutely anybody wonderful
0: absolutely wonderful yeah
1: can i just ask one more question <laughs> yeah go for yeah, it yeah yeah what is your all-time favorite in the whole 40 years or whatever the citadel gw games workshop has been around hmm. what is your all-time favorite mini model my all-time favorite model across <laughs> all ranges, like fantasy, AOS, heresy, forty k, <laughs> yeah, that one too. Forty yeah, k.
2: Mm. Man, that's a very difficult question because there's so many incredible models. We asked the questions here. We do. I'll be um, I suppose my mind. um goes back to some of like my favourite armies and things. I think I so I've got a real soft spot for Bretonian knights. Um, okay. Weirdly, the ones from fifth edition um, that are sculpted by the Perry Twins. Those are just really beautiful models. I mean, they're very real you know, historical in a way, aside from the massive silly crest on the heads. Um, but those are just really, really lovely models. Really elegant in their simplicity, almost. Um, I would say I really like the um, the mark six power armor stuff they put out for the heresy oh, wow. um,
0: okay.
2: I like the I like the adjustments of the proportions yeah yeah, that's very cool yeah um I think um, so I like the classic space marine and uh so you know the space marine heroes sets yep mm-hmm. you see those yeah so the ones of those in power armor um if anyone else out there really likes classics looking power armor wants oh. their marines to be bigger and more scaled like a primaris one those ones are bigger than the old classic space marines oh really not quite yeah they're not quite as big as Primaris, but they're not far off um, yeah. there was a very brief window where Space Marines got uh, true scaled uh, before they turned Primaris, Okay, like very brief window. And those those Space Marines did Heroes, not
1: know that. Yeah, I?
2: including the Terminators. If you look at the Terminators, they're on a head height with a Primaris Space Marine.
1: Oh, so, I've got the I've got the I've got the whole box of the um, Terminators. <laughs> mm. So yeah, sure, compare yeah, them. That, that You'll way. see what I mean. The um, yeah. the, the Deathwatch oh, veterans. Yeah, Deathwatch veterans. Yeah. They're
2: bigger as well. Um, Mm. and there was a very brief time there was a little painting set where you got like six paints and three space marines and those space marines were a little bit bigger. Um, So a very brief time before Primaris came along. So if you can find, if you like classic marines you want to be bigger, those ones. So I really like those because I love that classic, you know, snarling yeah. face of a space Oh, Terminators! I really like Terminator. Art. Yeah, yes. yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Maybe the iconic. Ah, I, yes, this is bringing me to a model that um, I really, really like. Is brother uh, brother Zale? I think his name is. Is the dude in Space Hawk with a heavy flamer? Do you know what I mean? That redone Space Hawk that came out in like 2009 or 10. Um, he's standing. We've got a power fist and a heavy flamer, and yeah. he's sort of um, pointing the heavy flamer slightly to his right. And um his power fist is open, sort of like laid back, because he's firing his flamer. I just think that model looks really cool. It's got all these scrolls and things going down him. Very, very 40k. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: That one.
2: That's him. Yeah, that's yep. him. Yeah. yeah I really like that figure. <laughs> yeah. Terminator Zale. and his cool pose. Brother Zale i'm really proud i remembered that yeah well done <laughs> <laughs> wow that's awesome yeah yeah uh, it, it's it's difficult though um the so there's another <laughs> <laughs> rambling about models i like And the In the, the primaris black templars the squad leader of um the regular crusade squad um you can build him holding a power sword two-handed but what i really like is that he's only actually holding the sword with one hand and the other hand is just lightly against the pommel and it's a really dynamic, it's a subtle thing, but you can see it's because he's about to maneuver the sword to like swing to strike at something. Oh, um, right. I really like that subtlety. That's really cool. Yeah.
1: No, that's awesome. No, it's cool to get a bit of an insight from mm-hmm. yeah yourself. So,
2: yeah. man, cool. so many, too many to mention. Yeah. yeah Titanicus, yeah, yeah. Warlord Titan, Titanicus Knights. <laughs>
1: it's well, really oh, difficult. Yeah, well. There are so many
2: amazing <laughs> figures. Like, it just, oh man, they... they Games Watch have just put out so many incredible miniatures. I mean, I know mentioned the frigate. I love the frigate.
1: Really? Mm. They, I yeah. think I think they've really stepped up their game in mm. the last Like, Because I, I dipped out for a long time and then mm. came back into it. And I was just like, what the hell are these primaris things? Like, what's what what, what what's going on here? Like, mm. and then I was just like blown away e- each release. I don't care what division it is like heresy yeah, aos yeah. Mm. necromunda 40k it's just yeah it keeps getting better and better it certainly yeah, it does. does like
0: yeah. some of the I mean... aos minis as well are just absolutely tremendous such beautiful oh, yeah. sculpts absolutely oh, yeah. beautiful
2: i think here's a controversial hot take mm. i think aos mm. has better sculpts than 40k yeah i agree yep. no
1: we agree mm. yeah yep. yeah Mm. Said, that before, yes. said that before because it's
2: monsters and things isn't it mm. so a machine you can make a machine look great but a monster the organic nature of it
0: um yeah. there's something really impressive about that sort of thing yeah like I, the big I, mutant I, scaven thing I re- i've always really liked that mini i think it just looks yes. so so gross and like uh-huh. yeah, yeah yeah
2: really disgusting <laughs> um, but yeah and again like the imagination of things like things come out for left field so when the ash wastes appeared for necromunda i really like that and i love the um the nomads I think they're so cool with all yeah, the yeah, weird masks cool. and stuff and the giant fleas that they
0: ride around on. Yeah, And, yeah, and, uh, yeah I'm like, man, I want to do flea. that,
2: but I, I've got no one nearby who does Necromunda. So... <laughs> yeah,
0: uh... <laughs> it's funny because um, when they released that, I just, about, I think, about six months prior, we were sort of, like, doing just, like, a, an internal little sort of uh, project ourselves trying to sort of create a little world within Warhammer 40K setting. Mm. And um, I'll go shout out to you, Epic Taco. Um, he sort of came up with a gang that was, like, really similar and then they released mm. that, and they were, we were all like, "Wait a minute! we like watching you through your webcam. We've got a mole in here somewhere." <laughs> <it?"> <laughs> oh, thats
1: awesome. Yeah,
0: that's fantastic. So, oh. thus oh. brings this this beautiful little meeting to a close. Um, oh. It's, it's been a pleasure. it really with uh, you guys. It's genuinely been. It's, it's been,
1: been an honour to uh, have yeah. you on. Oh, you!
0: Yeah. Like, oh. know I, I, no, like,
1: <laughs> We we. we like, I was trying my hardest not to fanboy out over this, but like, yeah, <laughs> like, it's total honour, and that's why I just sat there for five minutes at the start, just looking what? at the camera like. <laughs> Shoot, what do i say <laughs> what, what do i do with my hands <laughs> oh, is this how yeah, we talk
2: uh,
0: now is this <laughs>
2: it's uh oh, it's it's been really fun it's really nice just to natter about um about games and things and talk about paints and stuff um yeah and uh and it's i, I like these things for chatting to people about hobby mm. because um it's quite aside from my work thing where i got to approach it in like a professional way this is like yeah. a, you know, a fun chat with people about the thing, the shared love of this stuff. Um oh, yeah. so it's it's always nice. It's always nice. And it's um also nice to answer questions that I hope people listening will enjoy right hearing the answer to. Um especially those wonderful people who I allow my ridiculous job to exist. Thank you for letting me feed the family.
1: <laughs> well, well like, thank you for what you do and what you have done and yep. what you continue to do and we're just excited to see what's next in your uh, career
0: and if you want to check out um duncan's painting line um like i say head over to the element <laughs> games link and you can find them all there fantastic <laughs> cyclical bring it back round you're welcome. <laughs> Brilliant. Stuff. Would
1: like would you would you like to also give him a chance to like plug his YouTube and Instagram and stuff, Bob? Is that all right? Yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, okay. um All right. Uh, let me think. Uh, so uh, our website is oh good lord, here's right. Yeah. Is that DuncanRoads.com? Man, I hate my name being the address. It feels so like so <laughs> arrogant. Do you know what I mean? It was Roger's idea. He argued
1: We are gonna call great. the business something that is so great. else. Just Google me. Like, Google
2: me.
0: Yeah. What do you want? He got, a, he got this it's thing me. where it's
2: like, look at search results. People look for Duncan Road more than these other options that we've got. So it's more likely people will find us. Oh great. So now I have to go around wearing a shirt with my name on it. Ah. So anyway um yeah so our <laughs> website is com, and it's a membership website it's 3.99 a month and it's packed full of painting videos i think there's 250 plus at this stage oh, they, wow. cover, they cover um obviously warhammer 40k and age of sigma but also loads of other games too and lots of techniques and things so for example this week we're adding one on as time recording when i'm doing rust which got a fascinating one Ooh. because there's a paint out there <sighs> which literally does actual rust and you don't know what it's going to do when you put it on you just keep I... put it on you activate it, and you let nature take its course. It's incredible. I think I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. I th- yes. I think... Yes. You yeah, rest. Yeah, yeah yeah unbelievable like such incredible science but anyway um so yes yeah, full of things like that um techniques like edge highlighting wet blending all this sort of thing we have a forum on there as well we chat to people we do monthly competitions we've got a reference gallery where you can see all the miniatures we paint up close you can look at different angles see what we've done the things and all the tuition is the sort of quality that you can expect from watching um everything we've done before which brings me to the youtube channel which is duncan rose painting academy which we tend to upload a video every two weeks or so and it's like a little basically it's what you get on the website but on the website there's much more yeah, yeah um and you can find me as well on Instagram at Duncan J Rhodes um where I post about things like uh, stuff that we've done for that week for videos or random other things that I'm doing and painting and stuff like that so yeah they're the best places
1: oh we're on Facebook as well
2: uh Duncan Rhodes painting Academy
1: awesome awesome like we'll be make sure like everyone like follows those links and we'll put it in the yeah. show. But don't leave
0: us doing. for that. Don't like, stop. We also <laughs> yeah, yeah. have tips for hobbying. So, like, supplement your
1: money. Bob's gonna eat. Yeah, keep care, listening.
2: Man. These guys are nice. They're funny.
1: <laughs> keep <laughs> <Yeah>. listening. Yes! Sound <laughs> clip that one. Sound clip oh,
0: that one. one. That's uh, <laughs> every oh. episode forever. um <laughs> <laughs> uh, so filled with joy um, uh, Right, well Thank you for joining us, it's been absolutely wonderful Genuinely an honour um, I've been Bob
1: And
2: I have been Johnny And I've been Duncan And remember everybody, don't skip leg like day Boom. Oh!
0: Yeah. if that i can't even yeah
2: yeah the frost is so thick outside it looks like snow
0: yeah it's crazy right <laughs> isn't it it's, um... what's
1: what's snow <laughs>
0: <laughs> can't i find it there we go there we go <sighs> look at that there we go oh my god goodness
1: that's
2: so
0: festive
2: <laughs> uh, you go. Just flick that <laughs> over to one
0: side <laughs> ah. Wow!
2: Oh, that sweater brings back some memories. Yeah, yeah. See, look, festive
0: yeah. and Warhammer. Oh, laid. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: we'll be fine. Um, yeah, this, this conversation is awkward, Bob. You've made it awkward already. And, uh, this is. <laughs> be cool. Yeah. Be cool, Bob. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. oh shit. <laughs> Huh.